0: Welcome to this week's episode of Millennial Ministries, our young adult podcast. Um, With me is Trenton, Hallie, and our guest this week uh, is Bailey. Bailey, how are you doing? I'm
1: doing well. Yeah, thank you for letting me crash the party. Yay! So Bailey's one of our um, new-ish young adults that took the plunge and started hanging out with us and is part of a small group and uh, comes to worship and does all the fun things. So we're glad to have her along for the ride today. It's fun. I like it. I'm excited. So who exactly are we going to be talking about this week? Good question. This week we are talking about Joseph of Arimathea. Trenton, how do you feel about Joseph of Arimathea?
2: I'm conflicted. Joseph of Arimathea, I think, is someone that you will understand differently, depending on the kind of day you're having. Um, (laughs) I started at a place of negativity with Joseph of Arimathea. I know. Shocker. I was negative. But um, <laughs> coming around a little bit to him, I think that Joseph Arimathea um, is like all of us, trying to preserve different identities in different places. He wants the world to see him as Roman and as a powerful Jew and as a follower and friend of Jesus. And unfortunately, following Jesus's death, those worlds weren't compatible. You couldn't be all mm. three. It was time to pick. And he didn't want to. And I think the different just different Gospels give different reads on him because it's impossible to pin him down. Um, what do y'all think?
1: Yeah, so a quick recap of to who Joseph of Arimathea is. Joseph of Arimathea only shows up once. There's a really short story. Uh, we're, we're talking about the version that Luke tells, which is just a little chunk of text. Jesus is crucified. Joseph of Arimathea, it names as a member of council, uh, but as someone who didn't like what the council had done, which was crucify Jesus. So he goes to Pilate after Jesus is dead and asks for Jesus's body. And he is the one that takes Jesus's body to the tomb to be buried. He is named as good and righteous in the gospel of Luke. Um, and that is all that we know about him. It's quite a bit, but it's just a small snippet of the story.
2: And Luke calls him good and righteous in the same way that Luke calls Jesus good and righteous. Same words. So it's a it's a high elevation that he gets. Even though I personally want to take that away from him. But
1: <laughs> So tell us a little about that, Trenton. Why are you cranky about Joseph? Yeah. Why?
2: I think because Joseph I, I don't I don't like the words that it uses. I think that when the Bible says that Joseph didn't consent to the crucifixion that it leaves us wondering if he even opposed it or if he just after the fact was like, Oh yeah, I was against that. because mm. um, I think sometimes after things happen, we run really quickly to try and virtue signal our opposition or our favor for things. But when the rubber's meeting the road, we're nowhere to be found. And I mean, I I can't say that if I was in Joseph's position, I would have done anything differently. In fact, I can pretty damn well say I would have been out there keeping my head down. Peter denied Christ. So I think that Joseph was like all of us, and in the aftermath, was trying to figure out how he can best live in this new world. And to do that is to be in an area without hope and to be in a place of of trying to move forward.
1: I don't like Joseph of Arimathea is not my favorite character, not my least favorite, but to be less cranky than Trenton. So our theme for Joseph of Arimathea is competing identities. We are um, interested in the way that Joseph, he, he's both on counsel and both waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. According to a couple of the gospels, he's a disciple of Jesus, we're not sure, but there are values that are competing here, identities that he holds that are competing here. And what do we do when that is the case? I'm, I suspect we've experienced that in some way, uh, maybe not to the point of taking a body of a leader off a cross and finding a tomb for it, uh, but, you know, uh, in other ways. So um, what do we got, guys? We got some competing identities we can talk about? I mean, yeah, my own um, my own story, I guess, perhaps is a little similar. My dad's a pastor, so I was raised as people would probably expect to be a certain way. You get the idea. <laughs> um, and I love my dad. I love my upbringing. I'm so happy and thankful for the morals and the belief and the structure I have in my life. But when I was at college and I would tell people that I was a pastor's kid, they would say like, I don't believe you, you know, like Mm -hmm. you in no way seem like Mm -hmm. you fit that sort of expectation. And yeah, that weird kind of like butting heads, like, I don't I can't think of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But like, that's such a, so like the college experience, I think is such a good time for this just in that. We have some kind of identity that we have existed with prior to that point, but Mm -hmm. when we get there, right? Like whatever capacity, if we, if you went to college, like there's, there's moments where you have to find your own identity, Mm -hmm. and if that is other than something you've always had, then negotiating how that gets formed and shaped is fascinating. Yeah, and the tricky thing too is I don't know if this was this Joseph's case, you know, but you know, it's it's kind of the balance. Of, yes, I am a Christian, and yes, I also do like to curse and do some liberal <laughs> things, and I can be both of those things. Do you watch The Bachelorette? Um, I've seen a handful of episodes. <laughs> you just had a Hannah B moment. I'm saying this on a podcast. I'm embarrassed. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> when she says, Jesus loves me anyway. <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> This is part of the Christian identity, that or just really the journey of faith, but mm-hmm. finding your identity in that spectrum that is Christian today is a mess, or maybe not a mess, but something that you have to work through.
0: And I don't think that competing identities is necessarily just a Christian thing, right, or just a serious kind of thing, you know, we adopt identities that we need to in any given situation, you know, and from things that are really serious to things that are really trivial, so... So just, like, a personal example for me and just on, like, the trivial side. So I'm a huge, like, nerd. I almost majored in physics. Um, I love numbers and uh, analyzing stuff. And, you know, I like the requisite, you know, nerd sci-fi things. Um, but I'm also, like, a big sports fan and i love following the sports ball things you know <laughs> and to see what happens with the sports ball things and i love watching the sports ball things you know and and there is an an, an intersection between the two obviously mm. but you know you think about like the jocks the sports people right and like the nerds mm. that like the uh, sci-fi and like math people like i i like both of those things and it's weird because I'm constantly in situations if I'm, like, with sports people where I bring up something, like, numbers are, like, geeky, and, like, that is not an appropriate... Not necessarily an appropriate thing, but, like, not a relevant thing. But on the other hand, I've, I've been with, you know, groups of nerdy friends where I've, I've said, like, oh, man, did you see the game last night? And they're like, I don't care at all. <laughs> you know, so it's, yeah. it's, it's just something that we have to do all the time.
1: Yeah, it's so true. It's not huge take-the-body-of-Jesus things, right? Like, it can be other things. I mean, even... Like, I care about the environment, I try not to create a lot of waste, I don't eat meat, but God help me if I don't go to Starbucks a handful of times during the week and every time have a new cup, because I cannot keep track of my reusable cup to save my life. Like, it's a small thing, but, like, can I, you know, fret about waste while also using a different paper cup literally every other day? Trent, what what do you got? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about your identities. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> After the past 17 years. Um, mm-hmm. So my identities are professor and uh, Christian, and I struggle with going to work and writing things and academic and academic journals or conferences where I talk about Christianity in the abstract and as a belief system that is no different than any other belief system. But then I wander on into the gathering on Sunday nights and proclaim my faith in Christ. And I accept communion and all those things that we do. And it's a weird transition from 6 p.m. Sunday night to 7 a.m. Monday morning. Mm -hmm. Because I don't go to work as a Christian. Mm -hmm. I go to work as an academic. And I think that I struggle with that. And bringing my doubts and my wonderings and my questions to church, I feel guilty imputing those on other people. Mm -hmm. And then trying to answer questions for people when I'm having my own moments of doubt, like I think Joseph probably did. As he was wandering on over to that tomb with Nicodemus and the body, and and was wondering, okay, what happens now? Mm. Um, and the women were there too, and mm. I think that we forget them. Like it was, it was not. He was not by himself. Mm. He was with his community. But I wonder if he was with his community at the cross too.
1: Mm. Yeah, and it's I'm just thinking as we're talking that it, it's not that we always have to choose one particular identity over others it's that we can occupy multiple things at all the time and we always are um it's kind of some of what makes us frenetic in this time and space but when those identities do come to a conflict what do we choose or how do we negotiate what that is and i think i think that's a harder thing and i think it's a harder thing even to predict in the abstract you know for for joseph Phew, we we don't really know what happened in the meetings prior to this moment, right? Like he, it says he doesn't, didn't agree with counsel's decision. We don't know if he protested. We don't know if he stayed silent. We don't know if he agreed a little bit and then realized he shouldn't have later. Like we actually have no idea. but We know that when that decision reached its conclusion, uh, when Jesus had breathed his last, um, at least in that moment, he chose to take the body of Jesus.
2: Well, it's an act of faith of hope in the future. I think Mm. he's, he's pushing his chips in a little bit on. Okay. I'm going to give him my tomb. I'm going to give him the best that I have. And let's see what happens next. It's an ellipsis for him because we don't know what happens to Joseph next. We don't know if he gets kicked off the council. We don't know if Pontius Pilate doesn't let him back in the palace. We don't know what happens, but the last thing we see him doing is caring for this body.
1: Well, he gets the tomb back because it turns out it's empty.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But is it worthless? It's (laughs) (laughs) used. Spoiler. You haven't read the book.
0: <laughs> well, regardless of your identity in any given moment, you are welcome here at Village uh, Presbyterian Church. You can find us online at org. That's not Yas, unfortunately. It's just ya.org. Um, and uh, just let us know uh, if you're interested in joining one of these small groups. Or afterwards, we'll be going to our larger format, um, where all of the small groups get together like like a transformer. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, a like reference. A yeah. yeah, like the good... The... <laughs> Did you say you're kind of a nerd? Was that
2: yeah.
1: Okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's was awesome. So I think the thing I love about what this young adult ministry has become is that these small groups, and even when we're all together in a big group, is that... Our young adults have maintained a space where we are honest about the identities that we carry and the things that we are struggling with about them and the things that we wish were different about them and the conflicts that we're, we're bringing that to each other and I've, I've watched us all do that and it is it's a holy space when that can happen because I don't know if Joseph had that. We don't entirely know. We know there are other people at that tomb with him, but that decision to ask Pilate for the body, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at least for us here and now um, we have this space. So if you're uh, willing to talk about the hard things and the holy things and uh, the things you haven't even quite figured out yet, like this podcast, <laughs> uh, <laughs> come and join us. We'd love to have you.
0: Thanks for listening.